This episode is sponsored by Voltoro. Keep on listening and you'll find out more about how you can buy allocated gold when the Bitcoin bull run reaches its peak. This way, you don't have to deal with infinitely inflationary fiat or banks that freeze your account. Also, note that trading involves risks and the information presented is not financial advice. This episode is also sponsored by Wasabi Wallet. Go to wasabiwallet.io, download Wasabi for your OS and significantly boost your network level and transaction privacy. Hello there and welcome to Season 9, Episode 8 of the Bitcoin Takeover Podcast. I am Vlad and today I'm doing a double interview, which should be double the fun, with kind people from the project of Neyuta or Nayuta from Japan. They are working on a lightning implementation. And when, when I first reported about Neyuta back in 2019, they were working on a light client for the lightning network which allowed you to use your computer, which could be even a Raspberry Pi Zero to connect to the Lightning Network. And ever since I have observed that their focus is to make Lightning Network more accessible. And that's something which I appreciate. And I'm very happy to have Kenichi, whose last name is Krimoto. I hope I pronounced that well. And he's the CEO of Neyuta and used to work in hardware with system on chips configurations, but now he's into software engineering and he's the CEO of Neyuta, as I said. And there's also Hitomi, whose last name is Moriyama. And she has a daily newsletter for the Japanese audiences. And also she's the PR person and the marketing person at Neyuta or Nayuta. I'm not sure how we're going to pronounce it going forward because in American English you say Neyuta, but in Japanese it's Nayuta. But anyway, it's really good to have you here. And I'm happy that we are doing this interview. Thank you for having here. I'm Hitomi. And I'm Kenichi Kurimoto. Okay, so my first question for you is, why did you personally join the Bitcoin space? And was there anything philosophical to some extent? Okay. When I first learned about Bitcoin, I was an engineer. And I'm interested in the algorithm that enabled the P2P value exchange technology. My first impression of Bitcoin is bottom-up mana P2P money. After that, I gradually understood that Bitcoin is consisted not only of technology, but also of community management with some distinctive culture. As to achieve decentralization, many people put in a lot of energy. Before I start to learn Bitcoin thoroughly, I have the experience to develop a bottom-up type distributed seismometer. In 2011, there was a massive earthquake in Japan. After the earthquake, there were numerous aftershocks. Me and my friend, who is an associate professor specializing in earthquakes, have the project of the distributed seismometer. 
In that project, we developed a less accurate but cheap small seismometer using a second-hand smartphone, and we are trying to deploy it in high density. Once we complete the installation of seismometers, we can understand the nature of earthquakes and the properties of the ground, and earthquake research would be advanced. But the project didn't proceed well. There are many problems for a bottom-up type project. Uh, who prepares the budget for the bottom-up project? What is the incentive to deploy the distributed seismometer? And so on. A few years after that project failed, I saw the article about Bitcoin. I wondered that why Bitcoin spreading autonomously while my project didn't work out. I started to see a study. Through the study, I feel that the combination of IoT and public blockchain is a huge thing. It can create an incentive to spread distributed sensors, it can free the identity from the domination of big IT companies, and we can create a public data market where large companies have no control over it. Unlike many Bitcoiner, I started my research with Ethereum first in 2014. I translated the Ethereum white paper into Japanese and made a simple smart contract with it. At that time, I think that the world state was beneficial to develop the application. After six months of study, I feel that Ethereum was difficult to be used in production, and I started to study Bitcoin seriously. The more I learned about Bitcoin, the more I understood the importance of decentralization and the beauty of Bitcoin architecture. Bitcoin is the most secure and solid public blockchain, and it has a significant meaning for society. I believe that it will be applied to community-based activity and cross-border activities. As a protocol for value exchange with a bottom-up nature. What about you, Hitomi? Okay, I got into this world by accident. It was just a coincidence that the company I got the job with was developing Lightning Network. So let's talk about why I remained in this industry. We can measure the quality of a society in terms of what individuals are actually able to do and be. This means the freedom of choice and the ability to carry it out are essential in a prosperous society. With Bitcoin and public blockchains. Everyone has free access to the network, right? It looks to me as if we are handing individuals a tool to expand their freedom of choice. A trustless currency is innovative. 
the philosophy behind it has an impact on the way people think and on social structure. It gives people the freedom of money and good quality of life. I really like that both of you are optimistic about it mm -hmm. and that you got here either by curiosity or by accident, but you are driven by curiosity afterwards. Mm -hmm. And according to my observation, everyone knows about LND mm -hmm. and on Twitter, they even have the account name at Lightning. But there are fewer people who know about async, async and C Lightning, which are different other implementations of the same Bolt description protocol. And there's even a smaller subset of people who are aware that Nayuta exists. And what is Nayuta and what does it try to accomplish? Okay. Uh, these three teams create Lightning Network protocol from scratch. So many Bitcoin developers naturally respect them. Of course, we also have respect for them. Nayuta joined the development of the protocol itself and it was enjoyable. We have a hacker culture, so we love the development of the open source project. Uh, Naita believes that Lightning Network is the basis of the next generation internet. In my mind, Lightning Network is a protocol that has a position above TCPIP in the OSI reference model. Currently, everybody says that internet is broken. A handful of companies have control over information and identity. To regain the concept of the internet, I believe that self-sovereign privacy-preserved micropayment on public protocol is a critical technology. If we can exchange personal data to small value by the person's own decision, we can fix the internet. Many people say that public blockchain can fix the internet, but few real blockchain applications achieve self-sovereignty and privacy. There still exists technology gap between protocol and such application. We need the technology to bridge the gap. We are building that kind of technology. We develop not only the protocol layer, but also the application and the application development environment. Okay, what about you, Hitomi? Okay, so Nayuta is a team well-versed in Lightning Network development. We have made many attempts to adapt to society. We are currently working on a unique Lightning mobile wallet, which we plan to launch soon. In the past, we've experimented with using the Lightning Network to pay for electric car charging with a major utilities company, created Tomigan and implementation of Bolt, and temporarily introduced Lightning payments in a bar. What Naita is trying to achieve is what's best described by him, by Ken Ichi, I guess. <laughs> okay. Mm -hmm. 
So when I first heard about Nayuta or Nayuta, mm-hmm. it was in April of 2019. Mm-hmm. And it was that press release about the Pdarmigan implementation. Mm-hmm. And the ambitious goal that it has it had at the time was that it was trying to get the Lightning Network to work on devices as low-powered and affordable as a Raspberry Pi Zero. What happened to that project? Okay. Uh, as I mentioned before, we think Lightning Network is the basis of the next-generation Internet. Because we were an IoT development team, we selected IoT for application for such technology. In IoT technology, in IoT application, the number of nodes is enormous. So the low cost node is critical. We developed a small implementation of the Lightning Network node Termigan. It works on Raspberry Pi Zero. It is not high performance, but it can work with small memory and a small board. We also build an IoT prototyping board. After we released Termigan mainnet version, we had many meetings with large Japanese companies. IoT needs a large budget because it requires a large number of node hardware. We must talk to a large company. At that time, Lightning Network is a brand new technology and it was hard for large companies manager to understand. And Japanese large company also concerned about regulation. The regulation of Bitcoin is still not clear. After much discussion, we think that it was still too early to do business using Lightning Network technology for IoT. So we changed our strategy. Keeping the vision of Lightning Network technology and IoT, we changed the target to the software-only field. Because Lightning Network is the basis of the internet, there is a, a lot of potential application. We suspended the development of Termigan because we can easily use other open source node software when we developed the software only product. I think that the development of Termigan is a good experience for us. We can understand the logic of protocol from the Bolt specification document, but for the comprehensive understanding of protocol, we should understand not only the logic part of the protocol, but also the concurrent behavior of the protocol. Developing our own node is the easiest way for us to comprehend the concurrent behavior of writing network protocol, because we are hackers. When plan of IoT with writing network becomes a reality, we will restart development. To achieve our vision and propose the environment for the application of the next-gen internet, we must be familiar with the protocol itself, and middle layer, and application layer. 
our our experience of developing our own node is really useful for it. Okay, so it sounds promising, as if you haven't really given up on it. You're gonna pursue it at some point in the future, when maybe yes, yes, you're gonna be contemporary with other IoT developments and not ahead of the times as you try to be. But mm-hmm. what about you, Hitomi? What is your take on the issue? Oh, I can't add it. Add I can't add anything to it. Um, uh, what he explained. What he explained is uh, all I I'm thinking about it as well. So um, the answer was um, descri- also described best described by him, I guess. Okay, so we take Kenichi's answer for this one. Yes. So let's move on and ask you more about. Decentralization, because one of the reasons why I love the Bitcoin project is that it did not compromise on this decentralization. And today, every participant can store and validate the entire history of transactions. And what is your view on the situation of running nodes? I agree that Bitcoin is different from other blockchain about the seriousness of decentralization. Bitcoin is putting a lot of energy into parsing decentralization and trustless with such a simple architecture. And I don't think that other public blockchain with a more complex architecture will be able to achieve it. On the other hand, when handling tokens that have an issuer, the issuer is already trusted at first. And in many applications, I feel that enterprise blockchains that can eliminate the fee are easier to use than public blockchains. Furthermore, I believe that non-blockchain methods may be more cost-effective. Bitcoin has two distinctive decentralized characteristics. One is the value generation part, uh, another is P2P value transfer part without strong intermediary. The combination of these two elements is the key to success of the project. If people want to use the former characteristic, the custodial solution is enough. If people want to use a combination of such characteristics, a decentralized Decentralized solution is needed. Full node gives us the security of decentralized world, so it is very good to run full node. On the other hand, uh, custodial solutions give users an easy user experience. The custodial solution has a meaning to increase Bitcoin users. The relationship between Custodial and uh, non-custodial, including full node, is a trade-off between security and user experience. But I want to say again, we had better learn full node to use the full power of Bitcoin. The first version of NITA Core has a pruned full node on the mobile phone. But the, there were some difficulties 
combination of L&D and pruned full node at that time. We selected intermediate way. The current version of Nitocore does not have a full node option because we are concentrating on non-custodial stream payment. But I heard that the current version of LND works with pruned full node, so we are considering putting it on Nitocore option if market needs are strong. Okay. What about you, Hitomi? Because I've seen your video about running a node mm-hmm. and how you set it up. It's on YouTube. What is your take on this situation? Okay. So, first of all, according to some statistics, the number of Bitcoin nodes hasn't, hasn't increased very much in two to three years. However, there is definitely a gradual increase in the number of people around me trying out nodes. So this is the impression I get from Twitter and Telegram groups. Also, according according to a Twitter poll conducted by a Japanese Bitcoiner, he had 35,000 followers and 20% of 250 people or 50 people are operating lightning nodes. The number of full full Bitcoin node operators is probably a bit higher. I mentioned earlier that the number of node operators is increasing around me. A couple of a month ago, you said I filmed a video called how to learn Bitcoin and lightning node using Umbrella. It had, it's had about 7,000 views around the world. And BTC session, he has 46,000 views and about the same for the MyNote video. So I'd say at least that many people are interested in trying to run nodes. Voltoro, and that's V-A-U-L-T, like a gold vault, and O-R-O, Oro, which is Spanish for gold, is a gold and Bitcoin exchange, which offers instant swaps between hard money to over 31,000 customers from more than 95 countries. Voltoro has offered Swiss privacy and security since 2015. Furthermore, the gold you purchase is your legal property, secured in your name, so even if something happens to Voltoro, even liquidators could not touch your gold. If you want to become the custodian of your own gold bars, you can request to have them delivered to you or simply trade them back to Bitcoin on the dip. Register for free in only 30 seconds and start trading only with hard money. Please keep in mind that all trading involves risks. This is not financial advice and you are responsible for your own decisions. When you are using Wasabi Wallet, your internet connection gets routed through the Tor network by default. This means that you get better privacy while using Bitcoin. Download it today at wasabiwallet.io Yeah, I agree with you. And 
nowadays there are so many easy ways to run nodes. Mm -hmm. So why do you tell your friends and your coworkers to run their own full node? And what kind of hardware specifications and client of Lightning do you recommend? Uh, as I mentioned before, I think that running full node, everyone is ideal decentralized world. That's the reason why I recommend running full node. I know that many people does not need to run full node now, but running full node experience is very good to understand Bitcoin. And I don't recommend any specific implementation. I believe that having choices is a good thing. Yeah, I agree with you. What about you, Hitomi? Yeah, I agree with him too. Um, in answer to the question, what kind of hardware and implementation do you recommend? Um, it's It depends on people's preferences and skills, I think. And I encourage my friends and colleagues to run a full node because I want them to be a part of a genuine Bitcoin network. However, I can't recommend it falsely so far because of the cost of electricity and the effort to build and keep it. Um, however, I want them to understand that only full nodes allow them to verify transactions in a P2P environment without servers and without the trust point anywhere. Also, I want them to be a part of the decentralization. Yeah, that's very nice. But I just have to let you know that mm -hmm. I actually looked into it and to run a Raspberry Pi 24-7, mm -hmm. it costs you about the same money as you pay to charge your smartphone every day. Oh. So there's not much of a difference because it's such a low power device, the Raspberry Pi. Cool. So you got to tell that to your friends. Oh, you have to, you should uh, use Raspberry Pi, something like that. Yeah, it's such a low powered and mm -hmm. affordable device and you can use it for so many purposes. And it's kind of incredible. I just hope that we move on to truly open source hardware, but that's a different conversation for another day. Mm -hmm. So we have spoken and especially you, Kenichi, you said that you expect Lightning to be the future of the internet and it's going to be bigger than TCP IP. And it's nice that we have great expectations from it, but right now it's still in its early days. And how do you think that the Lightning Network can improve? Okay. Uh, anyone familiar with IT technology can send Bitcoin instantly using Lightning Network now. The transaction fee is minimal, minimal, so that we can send a small value, which means that we can execute micropayment. Of course, Lightning Network has a Bitcoin nature, so that we can make cross-border payments easily. How about the people who are not familiar with IT technology? I suppose that such people cannot use the use a decentralized Lightning Network wallet. User experience of Lightning Network is a little bit difficult for such people. The custodial Lightning wallet can help such people, 
but we should improve the user experience of decentralized Lightning Network wallet. That is a point that Lightning Network can improve. The other point where Lightning Network can improve is the following. The number of transactions on Lightning Network is increasing already. No one can count the number of the four transactions on Lightning Network, but for example, the game on Nita Core shows over 8,000 transactions on the one-day event. On the other hand, I think that increasing the number of users on the Lightning Network will need improvement, possibly. I'm not sure, but I feel that. Lightning Network is still early days, and the number of users will increase to 10 million, 100 million, 1,000 million in the future. No one knows how the network topology will grow at that time. I don't know fast layer can handle a large number of op- opening and closing channel transactions easily at that time. I don't know Lightning Network can handle many nodes advertising information effectively at that time. Uh, I would not be surprised that the Lightning Network needs another improvement at that time. Okay. Uh, any- okay. Sorry, uh, anyway, sorry, Lightning interrupted. Net- <laughs> okay, okay. Anyway, Lightning Network is bottom-up style protocols. Uh, it is pretty challenging to think in advance about when the network will grow significantly in the future. But uh, we already see the current writing network handle many transactions safety. I think that the community can solve any problem. I really like your optimism. You, you pointed out to something which is pretty obvious that not every person in the world can open a channel mm-hmm. because the base layer cannot scale and it's going to need a lot of blocks to confirm all of these transactions. And also, when the channel is closed, it's going to be a nightmare. So we need to figure that out. Mm-hmm. But I like that you say that the community can solve any problem. <laughs> I really like your optimism. What about you, Hitomi? Okay, I can only answer this question from the user's point of view. But inbound capacity is still a big issue, I think. If you are new to the Lightning Network wallet, you may be wondering why you can't receive money. So I'm looking forward to seeing how dual fund works in this respect. Yeah, that's a major concern. Mm -hmm. And people need to understand that it's not enough for them to open channels, Mm -hmm. but to also have somebody open channels with them. Mm -hmm. And that's why we have groups today like Rings of Fire, like Plebnet and all sorts of Telegram groups where you get in and you open channels with everyone else so that you increase your liquidity and chances to route transactions. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, I have to mention that there's, what do you call it? Breeze Wallet. Mm -hmm. That one is really brilliant because it avoids SPV and custodial experience by offering the same user interface of a custodial wallet. And it does it by opening zero confirmation lightning channels Mm -hmm. when you receive your first bitcoins via lightning. And it also uses BIP 157.158, which is for Neutrino. And this means that it downloads some block filters for you 
so that you don't rely on an SPV node. You don't connect to somebody else's node and instead of that, you download a few blocks in your mobile device so that your experience is trustless and you don't have to trust that some other node is going to be honest about your transactions. So that's the kind of innovation that I like. Mm -hmm. And speaking of innovation, there's also a layer free of applications that are built on top of Lightning Network. What is your take on them? I think that the definition of the layer three application is vague. For example, some mobile games interact with NITA Core. Such application is centralized except the Lightning Network layer. Even with that types of applications, development is really difficult for engineers who are not familiar with the protocol. For applications that can interact between users in a decentralized way, the challenge is discovering what types of application will get mass adoption. Currently, many people are trying the Lightning application, and I think it's only a matter of time to see mass adoption. There is a technical gap between protocol and such applications, and we are trying to fill the gaps. Okay, what about you, Hitomi? Um, recently, Coindesk published an article. The title was the Lightning Network is going to change how you think about Bitcoin. It was an awe-inspiring article for me. The author picked up self-sovereign identity, decentralized virtual private networks called VP, shortly VPNs or messaging platforms or even streaming videos or DJs or podcasts as layer three applications. So if you mean, if you thought mean layer three applications are like that, I'm catching up with the information currently, so I can't give you any opinion so far, sorry. It's fine. You don't have to worry too much about it. If I were to recommend that you look into something, then it must be RGB Spectrum, developed mm -hmm. by Peter Todd and Giacomo Zucco, which is mm -hmm. like Ethereum tokens, but on layer three of the Lightning Network. And instead mm -hmm. of having the entire network and every node store all the information, it uses client-side validation. So you mm -hmm. only store the information that you provide to the network on your own node, and the rest of the network doesn't have to store every transaction that you make which I think is a good design for a layer. Mm -hmm. And there's also something that people call layer free. It's called the Sphinx application on your phone. Yes. And you can also use that with your node. I think you run the umbrella, so you should have Sphinx. Mm -hmm. Yes. Uh, actually, my next video is going to be about Sphinx. That's really great. I think mm -hmm. people in Japan need to learn more about these lightning applications. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree with you. Okay, so my next question to you concerns the understanding of Bitcoin in Japan. And this starts from this observation of mine that you're actually the first 
people from Japan that I interview in my podcast. And this is almost episode number 100. So it makes me wonder because most people are American and they are very vocal and they talk about this all the time and seem to have at least some common perspectives and points of convergence where you can identify that they are into Bitcoin for this reason. But how is this different in Japan? And why does Japan need Bitcoin? Uh, in Japan, many ordinary people tried short-term Bitcoin. People who are not professional traders are trading cryptocurrency. Because that volume is large, the industry has to make decisions based on the wishes of these people. Unfortunately, many people only care about the ups and downs of the price in Japan, and not enough people are willing to learn the essential value of Bitcoin. And Bitcoin has a tendency to become more valuable when uh, where there is a significant difference between the citizens' morals and the government and authorities' morals. In this sense, Japan is a country of moderate affluence and people hardly trust the government compared to other countries globally. So Bitcoin itself does not currently have much much value except for trading now. However, since the government is printing large amounts of Japanese yen, much earlier than the US government, so Bitcoin may have the value as an inflation hedge store value in the future. Uh, basically, I believe that if Bitcoin gets mass adoption, there will be a huge transfer of wealth from developed country to developing countries. And I believe that the SDGs and the story of financial inclusion will have great significance. In this sense, I think Japan has a role to play. You know, this is actually interesting because we never get to hear about what's happening with the Japanese yen and how much money printing you have. Mm -hmm. Usually the stories come from the West side of the world, so I suppose this is refreshing. But what about you, Hitomi? What do you think about this issue? How is Bitcoin understood in Japan? Oh, yes. My opinion is almost the same as um, Kenichi's opinion. I don't think Bitcoin essentials are well understood in Japan. Many Japanese think it's a speculative tool. However, in my opinion, Bitcoin works as an SOV uh, first sh short tree in the near future, since the Japanese government has printed large amounts of Japanese yen. So my opinion is almost the same as Kanichi's. Hey, psst. Hey, what's your plan for the next Bitcoin top? Unless you need the money to purchase something, you probably should not touch infinitely inflationary fiat. Check out Voltoro and figure out to which extent hard money like gold and silver 
can help you preserve your purchasing power. You will be able to get back into Bitcoin as soon as the price hits a new bottom and you will not be subjected to the arbitrary inflation-driven volatility of fiat or fiat-backed coins. Obviously, this is not financial advice and you should understand that all trading involves risks. Wasabi Wallet connects to your full Bitcoin node and if you're not running one, it downloads block filters anonymously via Tor. In either case, you're getting excellent privacy. Download the software today at wasabiwallet.io Okay, so what is Neuta? I'm going back to what the company is doing, obviously, because that was kind of the subject of this interview in the first place. So what is Nayuta? I'm going to try to pronounce it as Nayuta working on these days and how can other contributors who like open source projects yeah. help you with what you're working on? Nayuta has two teams internally and one is Lightning Network related product development team. Another one works for enterprise business. In the long future, I think Nayuta will merge these two development. Nayuta Core is non-custodial lightning node and wallet software, and it enables non-custodial stream payment. It can interact other software, other applications. Currently, we don't have a community-based project. We developed Nayuta Core internally. In the initial phase, Nayuta Core had the SPV full node hybrid mode. At that time, we tried to develop writing node with Bitcoin D on mobile. But there was some issue to work LND with pruned through node and we select hybrid mode. Uh, we didn't see vital user needs for hybrid node and uh, we omitted that mode. The current version of Nitecore works as a neutrino node. I have that LND works with pruned full node now. There is a possibility to develop a full node option in the future. If we start to develop full node on mobile project, there is a chance to have a community development style. You know, I have to tell you that there is somebody on the LNBits, LNBits being a payments application on Lightning. So there's someone on the LNBits Telegram channel who has a Darth Vader avatar, if I recall correctly, and he recommends people to use Nayuta for mm. mobile wallets. And he says that it has one of the smoothest and fastest and tr most trustless uses of other mobile wallets out there on Android. So I suppose that what you're working on is useful and also gets noticed by Western users. But what about you, Hitomi? Do you have any different opinion on this one? Uh, not really. Um, the answers, my answers is almost the same as Kenichi's. Uh, okay. Mm -hmm. So let me ask you about the future, because we all like to speculate and dream about what's about to happen. And how do you see Bitcoin 10 years from now? And how easy and affordable do you think it's going to be to run a node? And this, you know, is a concern because people say that it will not scale 
and you're gonna need crazy amounts of, of storage to be able to keep up with the expansion of the blockchain. Ten years from now, I imagine that many Bitcoin and Lightning transactions are executed in daily life. As I mentioned before, I believe Lightning Network will become the new basis of the new, the basis of the next gen internet. So there will be many writing transactions in the background and people do not aware of it. I believe that many IoT device works with writing network. Uh, I believe offering, offering users a choice is important. People will use the writing network to secure their individual rights where they want to avoid the control of major IT companies over their identity and data and uh, unnecessary and malicious censorship from anyone. In such a world, operating mm -hmm. the full node is very important. I suppose that operating full node become more effortless in the future. There will be much innovation about full node. People may, may be running full node on use the smartphones. Okay. I suppose today we already have yeah, AB yeah. Core mm -hmm. developed mm -hmm. by Lawrence Nahum yes. from Blockstream, which runs a full node on your used phone. I, mm -hmm. I hope that in the future it's going to be so much easier. Mm -hmm. What about you, Hitomi? Yes. I don't know what, what it will look like in 10 years. However, I'm hopeful that people will regularly use Bitcoin, of course over Lightning Network, as money. At the same time, I don't think anyone knows what will happen. So I'm very interested in how Elsa Vado will use and accept Bitcoin as legal tender in this sense. Also, I agree with Kenichi's opinion. I'm hoping there will be many lightning transactions in the background as both money and layer 3 applications and people do not become aware of it. The next question is how easy or affordable do you think it's going to be going to be to run a node? I'm hoping that it's possible to run a full node on mobile with one tap or for free and for free. If Bitcoin becomes mass adapted and more people understand the importance of running a full node, we will see more people coming into the business. So I hope that new solutions to run full node will be created. Yes, and this is unlike anything that we have ever seen in terms of money. As in our history, we have had banks that we had to trust. And if the bank does something wrong, we go to either the bank manager or the government and we try to find a way to get our money back. But mm -hmm. this is radically different in the sense that if you're not responsible with your own money, you can lose it forever and nobody else can recover it for you. Mm -hmm. And there's going to be a need for education in this sense. It's part of the reason why I do this podcast. And 10 years from now, maybe that we're going to have a better understanding of what scarce and also impossible to recover actually mean. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
And we have spoken in this interview about decentralization. And I also like to think about mining as something that needs to get decentralized and not operated only in farms and in pools and see these geopolitical games that, for example, there was China, which banned mining and a lot mm -hmm. of it is going to the United States of America. And I'm not sure if I like the fact that we must rely on some nation state to become benevolent of mining. And I like to believe that if all of us started mining from home, it would be harder to ban mining everywhere. And we would also make the network more decentralized. So what do you think about mining from home? About mining, honestly, I cannot imagine that we achieved true decentralized individual mining. Of course, I want it, but I cannot imagine now. Uh, but if bit Bitcoin is used in many countries, people will execute mining in many countries. There is a condition that the country must have cheap and abundant renewable energy. But I believe that there will be a force that prevents any one country from having a significant share. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's a good answer. I'm happy <laughs> about it. What about you, Hitomi? Oh, okay. Well, um, as for home mining rigs, I only know the situation in my surroundings, but I don't feel that way. More and more people are running individual full nodes, but I don't see any mining rigs in Japan. Some running full nodes, some running full nodes are sensitive to the heat and noise that Raspberry makes. Since mining rigs are even worse, I think they are unbearable unless they operate them in a garage or something. As a side note, one of the biggest media in Japan is currently sponsored by a famous exchange. They have started promoting mining services. They say, all you have to do is buy a mining machine and let us do the last, like this. Yeah, there are also services like this in Europe and in mm -hmm. the United States. But when I think about mining rigs, I don't think about the current ASICs, like the ones that Bitmain makes that are noisy yes. and take mm -hmm. a lot of power. I'm thinking mm -hmm. about something that's designed specifically for home use. And I'm surprised that there are not many more of those solutions, as I suppose that everyone who's running a node from home would also mm -hmm. be willing to also run a machine which may not be as powerful as a mining rig for industrial use, mm -hmm. but it can still be used to do some mining. And there's a guy in the United States who's selling these mining rigs for $600, and they are ASICs, and they perform this task of mining Bitcoin pretty well. Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. they're also underpowered. So if you want power, you're going to look for something like an ant miner. If you want something that's quiet and doesn't consume too much electricity, I suppose oh, we yeah? need something that's tailored for home use. And that's mm -hmm. why I decided to ask you, because I was hoping that there's something in Japan happening. And as it turns <laughs> out, there isn't much. 
Oh yeah, interesting, interesting situation. Okay, so I'm not sure Kenichi and Hitomi, I'm not sure if I have any more questions for you at this time. Maybe you have questions for me, to which I'm happy to reply. Yeah. No? Okay. Yeah. So I'm really grateful for your time and I'm happy that we got to record this and I think it's very useful that we got this perspective from Japan mm -hmm. and from mm -hmm. Nayuta. Mm -hmm. And I look forward to the developments on your wallet and everything else that concerns it. So thank you very much. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Also, one last question. Tell me how people can follow you. Oh, please, Kennedy. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, how how users, how pot, uh, listeners, uh, how listeners can follow oh. us? Yes, yeah, like Twitter. on Twitter or we, we website. We have the official Twitter account. Nayuta. N or Nayuta Japanese. Yeah, I think it's Nayuta underscore E N as in English. And you also have one for Japanese JP. And I also have the Twitter account Nayuta Kurimoto. N A Y U T A K U R I M O T O. Oh, found it. Mm -hmm. I'm following you. Okay, now I also have a picture of you, which I'm going to use for the graphics. So thank mm -hmm. you very much for this interview, and I'll talk to you later when I publish this. Thank you very much. Yes, thank you so much. Golden Bitcoin, 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 golden Bitcoin. Voltora. Wasabi Wallet's innovative coin joins will make your Bitcoins more fungible. So if you accumulate more than 0.1 BTC, you can mix it with other users to remove all traces about their whereabouts. So it's like putting multiple fingerprints on your dollar bills and it becomes impossible to determine the last few owners of the money. Download Wasabi Wallet today and start coin joining.